Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. As human beings, we live within relationships. We have mothers and fathers and children and bosses and spouses, and we just, by ourselves, nothing happens. We get our mail delivered, we get our computer fixed, we get the the shelves at the market stocked. We live in a community, whether we recognize it or not. And in these relationships, the primary relationship, it isn't with your spouse, it isn't with your kids. It's the relationship you have within yourself to yourself. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. Today, I have with me Lisa Brick. Hi, Lisa. Hey, it's good to be back. I am so excited about today's conversation. We are talking about the topic of whole brain living entitled, You're Not Crazy, Exploring the Contradictory Voices in Your Head. This is part one of a three-part series. Uh, I'm just going to hold up the book. Uh, We're going to be talking about Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor's book, Whole Brain Living. And before we get into it, If you haven't heard her episode, I highly recommend you uh, take a listen. It's in the Life After Divorce series. It's called A Roadmap to Deep Inner Peace. And so she goes into a whole lot of detail. Today, Lisa and I are going to touch on some of that. And in the three parts, we're going to dig deeply into the four characters in part two and then uh, really explore a tool that she offers called The Brain Huddle in part three of our series. So Lisa, I'm going to let you take it away to introduce the uh, the book and the topic. Great. Thanks, Kara. So at Journey Beyond Divorce, we talk a lot about breaking the chains of reactivity. So as individuals, 
we can be happier and more effective in our lives. And whole brain living is yet another approach on how to do this. Uh, is written by, as Karen said, Jill Bolte-Taylor. She is a doctor and a neuroanatomist, which means she works a whole heck of a lot with understanding the human brain and uh, how we use it and how to most effectively use it. And for those of you who are not familiar uh, with Dr. Taylor, in 1996, she experienced a left brain hemorrhage. And because she's a neuroanatomist, she observed and took notes of what was happening as the left sections of her prefrontal cortex started to shut down. And after a while, she couldn't do that anymore. And after, oh gosh, eight years of a really, really difficult recovery back to being a functional human being, she gave a 2008 TED Talk on her experience of that recovery. The TED Talk went viral. It was the most popular TED Talk. It really put TED on the map. And uh, if we fast forward in 2021, uh, out of her experience and the research she's done since that stroke and recovery, she offers us her newest book, Whole Brain Living. Now, first, I'm going to tell you what, why did Dr. Taylor write this book? What does she hope for from this book? And what she said is once we understand that we have the power to choose moment by moment who and how we want to be in the world, we can choose to be our best selves and live our life as our best selves together. Now, many of you who've tuned in are tuning in because you're going through divorce you're in some stage, you're either thinking about it, you're in the midst of it, or you're rebuilding a life post-divorce. And the idea of being able to choose who and how we are moment to moment, for those of you who are in this repetitive cycle of conversations and interactions that keep being the same negative outcome, might sound unrealistic, but all of this work is to let you know that you can change how you re react. Well, actually, let me reframe that. You can't change how you can react, but you can not live out of it. And you can stop and pause and choose how to respond to a situation. And that's what this is going to be about another tool to help you understand why you have the reactivity you have, why you're often having a battle in your head of to stay or to go, or I know I shouldn't do this, but I want to, but I'm afraid if, oh, what difference does it make? All of these different voices you have in your head, they're really there. And uh, Dr. Bolte-Taylor explains not only why they're there, but where they are in your neuroanatomy and your brain. So the second 
hope she has for sharing this information is that we'll recognize as human beings, we are connected as part of a whole. And to the extent we can treat one another with a higher degree of respect and kindness, our world and our reality will improve immensely. And while we may not be able to impact uh the war that's going on or things way outside of our personal realm, um, we can do a lot to, to make our immediate environments a whole lot healthier and more peaceful. So you might ask, why is this information valuable to me if I haven't already answered it? Um, it's because as human beings, we live within relationships. We have mothers and fathers and children and bosses and spouses, and we just by ourselves, nothing happens. We get our mail delivered. We get our computer fixed. We get the, the shelves at the market stocked. We live in a community, whether we recognize it or not. And in these relationships, the primary relationship, it isn't with your spouse, it isn't with your kids. It's the relationship you have within yourself to yourself. So it's beginning to understand how well we communicate with the differing feelings and thoughts that emerge within us. So second to that, the relationships that are really important for us are the ones we have with others since our lives intersect with others. And the outcomes of our interactions with ourselves and then with others as a coronary, coronary, coronary is that our outcomes are based on how effectively and intentionally we communicate within ourselves and with the others in our lives based on how they're showing up in the moment. So we tend to be reactive in situations when we're hearing things we don't want to hear or we're confronting realities we would honestly rather not have to confront. And when we're reactive, we tend to be repetitive in our responses reactivity is reaction. It doesn't take any time or thought because it's automatic. And surprise, surprise, we often find ourselves in the same conflicts, in the same situations over and over and over again. And we get stuck in these loops with the same lousy outcomes not recognizing, and that's what this work is about, that we have the power to change the outcomes by altering our approach to the situation, our approach to the conversation, our approach to that looming monster in front of us that is spewing words that we don't want to hear and that's making us tight and fearful so much so that we can't really be effective. So 
if we step back and when we step back from our automatic reactivity and create new ways of responding to situations in the moment, which eventually with training one gets to do, in order to do that, we can use our whole brain and We'll talk more about this in a second to accomplish this, both the right and the left hemispheres and the unique thinking and feeling areas in each side of our prefrontal cortex. And we're going to call these uh, four areas, these unique thinking and feeling areas in our brains as our four characters. Kara, before I roll on, is there something you'd like to share? No, I think that you're you're cre- creating a perfect context. And so, you know, you guys have been listening to us. We've, we have been talking to you for so many episodes about how to notice, you know, raise your awareness um, and begin to shift the way that you think. And for me, the exciting part about this book is it it marries everything that we uh, coach our clients on and talk to our listeners about with um, rock hard science. And it begins to explain, I was so fascinated reading this and speaking to, to Dr. Bolte Taylor to understand what is actually happening. And she talks so much in the book about just thousands and, and, and trillions of cells and what's happening uh, that we're just experiencing as thoughts and feelings. And so um, our hope is that this conversation is going to be really empowering and bring you a new level of understanding of what's happening between your ears. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the left brain and the right brain, one of the brains, the left brain, it works in time and linearity. And the other part of our brain, our right brain, and the two areas of thinking and feeling in our right brain works outside of time. It works either in the moment or it works in eternality. So They're very, very different. And uh, I'm going to call them a character. Well, actually, Dr. Jill Volte-Taylor calls them uh, character one, which is our left brain thinking. Character two, which is our left brain emotion. Character three, which is our right brain emotion. And character four, which is our right brain thinking. Now, character one, I mentioned that it's it works with logic, it works with linearity, something starts at A and it goes through B, C, D to finish it at E or F. And it is um, time-based and I would say it's, it's the producer or the conductor. It determines what we want to accomplish when we get up in the morning, how we're going to accomplish it, how we're going to structure it. Uh, I, I think it's also referred to um, 
Well, I can't think of the word right now. So I'll go on to character two. Well, hold on a second. Let me just, I just want to jump in here because I think that for me, just slowing it down a little bit, that left linear. So I, I like left linear. It's easy for me to remember. And and the way that Dr. Bolte-Taylor described linear is the left side of our brain is scanning our entire life history and also what's possible in the future. And so that that's what makes it linear is it's not it's so fascinating that within between our ears everything we see everything we experience on one side of our brain is being experienced for all of time before and future and the other side of our brain right is is right here right now or as lisa said in eternity and so we talk to you so much about perspectives and we're going to get into more detail about our own inner conflict. But as you're listening, I want you to think about the conflict, the seeing things on one side of your brain as linear and on the other side of your brain as present moment. And, and there's more. And then there's the thinking versus the emotional. So as Lisa explains the characters, um, what, what I encourage you to do is consider your own way of seeing things. And when there's contradiction or conflict inside of you, this is the beginning of understanding why do I think two different ways? Why do I see two different ways or three different ways? Or to Dr. Bolte-Taylor's point, ultimately four different ways. I'm going to go through the other three characters, but what Karen said just reminded me that not all of our characters are necessarily equally developed. Right. So some of you might recognize one or two characters far more than the others. And that's natural. It depends on when you were growing up as a child, which of your characters got more airtime, which ones were shut down because for some reason, uh, that's what happened in school or with your family and which ones were, were encouraged. Um, to understand personality one, it's not only your type A personality, you know, very, very driven, very success oriented, very watching uh, what others are doing and learning from it so you can climb the ladder and get ahead. Uh, and not in a negative way, but, but, you know, just, it's a very effective watcher and integrator. Um, that one gets in many families that gets a lot of airtime and a lot of support. And, uh, so can character two and character two, as Karen said, it, it's also taking a look at everything that happened to you emotionally, every situation that ever triggered a, a, a trauma or a pain or some kind of a threat. And it's filtering what you're experiencing now in relationship to what you experienced in the past. And it's trying to protect you. It's very ego-based. It's all about me, my, and it's, um, as I said, it's very, very protective. 
it's also very reactionary. So in many people, when we feel threatened, if we have a history of threat or abuse or um, just painful situations in the past, those memories will in some way hijack our ability to see what's happening in the present for itself. So character two often puts an overlay of the past in onto the present without us realizing that we've slipped out of the present. And maybe we really have no idea why my spouse looked at me that way when I said X, Y, and Z, or why the, um, the teacher, when I walked into the school, said hello to the woman in front of me and to the man after me, but like didn't say hello to me at all. Character two will add, will fill in what you don't know with what it thinks you need to know to protect your ego or to protect yourself and your status. Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. Whatever trauma or pain or difficulty you come from, uh, that's what our character two is scanning all of that to put what is currently happening into context and protect you by, by reacting or being triggered or what have you. And I think one of the things Dr. Bolte Taylor said in my conversation with her is our left and right emotional brain never grow up. Those parts of our brain are what I would refer to as our inner child. One is very triggered and that linear one, that's the inner child who holds everything that ever happened. They don't mature. Our thinking brain matures, our emotional part of our brains. So why do I feel like I'm throwing a terrible two tantrum because I am, <laughs> because I'm in my right emotional brain, which is scanning all of time, deciding why and where the threat is, and then being reactive, which I think is just so amazing to understand. Yeah. And especially in our divorce work, we'll often hear uh, a, 
a spouse say, I, I don't know, whenever if if I say something a certain way, my spouse just goes nuts on me. And I don't mean I don't even know what she's going nuts about. But that spouse is hearing a tone of voice and their character, their left brain character, too, is making it mean something. But not like maybe it means this, maybe it doesn't. It's like, boom, that's what they're doing. That's what they mean. There's no questions asked. And it can create a lot of chaos in um, in relationships. So we're going to move on to character three, which is now we're moving into our right brain. We did do character two, didn't we, Carrie? We did. We did okay, okay. Two. So... We're moving into character three and character three is our right brain emotional, but it's, it doesn't live in time. It's the permanent now it's the being distracted because a butterfly has just gone by and whatever was in your head flies out of your head and you're just watching this butterfly or you're playing tennis and you're watching that ball come to you in and you're just right there in the spot and you hit it right in the middle of your strings and you hear that that sound that nothing beats it in that moment and the ball goes right across the court exactly where you wanted it to go and it's this ebullient joyful in the moment child explore character, which can be absolutely wonderful, but it's not thinking about your well-being. It's not looking at what might be dangerous. And it might be, oh, an example for where character three is really dangerous. And I'm going to look at this in a younger person is their ball goes into the road and they want their ball back and they go to get their ball without looking if cars coming. And so character three is she, she, he, it's, it's a wonderful, in most cases, lighthearted character. Um, yet you have to be, you know, as we go on and we, we go into our, our next uh, show on this, we'll talk about all of the benefits and the things we have to look out for, for each of our characters as well. But uh, the, the character three is just a, a real, a real pleasure in most cases, except, Kara, hold on one sec, except if there is a physical threat to you, then your character three will take over. If the threat is in the moment, it's not from the past and it's, you're not projecting into the future. Let's say you're walking down the street and a rabid dog, you know, a dog that's growling and, and mucus is coming out of its mouth, spittle, and your character three is going to immediately get you the hell out of there. You're going to take off like a, a bolt out of lightning or you're going to grab a stick. You're not even thinking about what you're going to do. You just protect yourself. It's the same character that, God forbid, we hear about that when uh, a car is on a person and someone comes over and lifts the car up 
that's also the power of character three or the person that jumps onto the subway tracks to save someone without thinking of their life, but, but executes it beautifully. So that's also character three care. Yeah. So, you know, again, keeping in mind that character two and three are our emotional brains. And so this is, this is that younger child too. So all that innocence, all that joy, all that playfulness, all that impulsiveness. Um, and so, you know, some of us might be more inclined to know and, um, and be familiar with our wounded child versus our joyful child and others, the, the other way around. And so thinking about it that way, we're in the right brain. So it's right here, right now, and we're in the emotional. So it's, it's more of that childlike, um, uh, connectedness, which is, is so lovely. And so, um, we've we've done left thinking, uh, which is the mature, um, linear. We've done right emotional, which is the linear, triggered child within. We've done um, right emotional, which is that playful, joyful, present child. And then uh, what is our fourth character? Well, our fourth character is very interesting. It is, it's our eternal collect connection to all that is. When Dr. Taylor, Bolte Taylor talks about when we emerge from the womb, we do not know we're differentiated. We do not know we're, we have no sense of being separate from everything that our nervous system is experiencing. It's flowing in, it's flowing out. And it's that connection to source. It's that feeling that, yes, I'm a human being, but if it wasn't for the soil that grows my food, that keeps me alive or the trees that breathe out oxygen and breathe in my carbon dioxide, um, that there's a divine play of which I'm an integral character. I'm not the whole thing, but the whole thing is within me and it is eternal and it it makes our temporal existence almost not matter. It's, um, it's almost, I would say, when you first fall in love and you feel completely connected to this new person, it's almost the part of us that isn't worried about ourselves at all. We're just completely immersed in this experience of unity, of feeling meshed and melded in such a comfortable and acknowledging way. So that's another example. Or when someone's in prayer uh, or in deep meditation, uh, and they're just, they can feel they're connected. Yeah. Like to everything, even though we're also separate from everything. It's the focus on knowing we're never alone, even though we have an individual self. Yeah. I want to say something about 
characters three and four, depending on your house of origin, your home of origin, these characters often don't get a lot of development. Um, I don't know how often you have heard when your teenage years, like stop acting like a child. It's time to grow up. You have things to accomplish. You have things to do. You're being immature. You know, life is serious. Get to it. You need to get ahead. You need to have this, this, and this before you can have that, that, and that. Wake up. Get on it. And um, that character three, they they don't live in that world. And in, it can often go underground because we don't get any approval for manifesting it. Right. Um, the same thing with character four. If we talk about feeling connected, you might have heard when you were little, yeah, you might feel that now, but wait till you get out in the real mm -hmm. world. It's going to chew you up and spit you out. There is danger everywhere. You know, nobody has your back, but your family and you need to have your back because it's a dog eat dog world. So there again, in character four, there's not much development, um, which is why for many children being in a church or a house of worship, whether it's a synagogue, a mosque, uh, a temple, there's a feeling of peacefulness. There's a feeling of unity. There's the feeling of security because for whatever reasons, uh, when we connect, when we're in with organizations that are pure hearted, um, they're supporting the connection with all that is with the divine. And so those places uh, become a place of, of peace and tranquility, unless, of course, we've run into not so healthy human beings and have had traumatic experiences right. in those arenas, too. Um, sometimes we can feel it just walking onto the beach and the enormity of of the world, the, the universe we're part of, looking up at the stars. So I, I think I'm waxing a little poetically about well, character four here. Yeah, and 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 rightfully so, uh, especially for those of us um, navigating difficult transitions and divorce being at the top of the list. Uh, you know, if character one and two are very um, egocentric, character four is that connectedness. That's our ability to go like 30,000 feet in the air and look at a perspective from, from look at a situation from a much broader perspective. Some of the words in, in uh, the whole brain living book uh, refer to character four as aware, expansive, uh, connected, accepting, clear, um, authentic, uh, vulnerable. So it's like this, 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 true connectedness. And when we are those things, no matter the uh, conflict or struggle that we're facing, we're going to interact with it differently. And so character four is this really enormously valuable part of ourselves that, that so much of the work that Journey Beyond Divorce does is helping people to understand and develop um, those perspectives and the tool set that comes along with um, acting out of that part of our brain that is just brilliant. 
and, and we, it's a good character to wax on about. It is. Are you emotionally overwhelmed, heartbroken, bitter, paralyzed by fear? In order to effectively navigate the significant decisions before you and skillfully master your life after divorce, you must attend to your emotional recovery. Our 12-step divorce recovery program is an emotional roadmap that guides you to feel clearer, stronger, and more in charge of yourself. Thousands have emerged transformed by the lessons, strategies, and tools our roadmap provides. Divorce will change your life. Enroll in the 12-step divorce recovery program today and ensure that the changes will be life-enhancing. Go to divorcerecoveryprogram.com to enroll. We recently released a show about faith and fear in divorce. And for anybody who has listened to it already, you might be hearing that faith is this character four and fear is our character two. And for those of you who haven't listened to that, take a look uh, on our menu of shows for our podcast. And I think you'll see how it how it segues and how we can we can counter or balance our fear-based body with our, our faith-based infinite body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the, the thing I want to kind of uh, summarize at this point or, or add regarding all four characters is um, it's so important to be clear that there's not a bad character in your head um, because that would, you'd be in character one judging now and probably judging character two, which is our sloppier, reactive, wounded, hurt, um, want to protect us self. And so one of the beautiful things about the book is also uh, this invitation into being deeply compassionate and kind and gentle to that part of ourselves that is very reactive. And mm -hmm. as we often talk to our clients about, it's only by bringing forgiveness, compassion, gentle understanding to our reactivity that we can raise our emotional levels, our emotional energy to be able to um, manifest that which what we want and to be that that person whom we want to be. And we're going to get into this in our third show. But what Karen's talking about is uh, what Dr. Bolsey Taylor calls the brain huddle, which is where if your character, too, has grabbed the mic and it's it's screaming at you about the insults or the unfairness or the meanness or it shouldn't be this way or I'm not going to let it be this way or any of these that being able to bring in our character one and our character three and four into um, 
the huddle. Hearing, hearing what they have to say about the situation in this huddle makes a big difference in our ability to be responsive to a situation rather than reactive. So um, as you can hear, with characters with such different personalities, some living in time, some living beyond time or only in the moment, our characters can be at odds. And during stressful times, particularly, uh, some get much louder than others, um, usually character two, because character two is there trying to protect us from real or imagined threats. The only problem with character two is that character two needs one and three and four to really come to um, beneficial choices on how to move forward. And as y'all know, who listen to us, there are few more stressful times than divorce. So this information, it's theoretical, yes, but in some ways it's infinitely practical. It's only theoretical if we leave it in theory. When we begin to recognize, wait, I'm only hearing one voice in my head. Let me balance this out by hearing what the other voices may have to say about this situation. Can we um, navigate a given situation most efficiently and most effectively? And if I could, the other side of it is now Lisa and I have been reading this book and chatting about it. And uh, what's been fascinating for me is starting to see the people in my life and which character they're operating out of at any given time. And and so it's it's brilliant because then you start seeing when you're child is really angry and reactive, well, they're coming out of their character too. And in fact, I had asked Dr. Bolte Taylor, if I have someone who's like coming at me out of character too, really deeply and powerfully, what do you recommend? And she said, you hand the mic to your character for. Um, and so we're going to talk a lot about that and go into much more detail about each of the characters. That's what part two is really going to be drilling down into these four characters. So by the time you finish listening to the next episode, um, you should have a much clearer view of it. And, and I want to say you really should buy the book and read it or listen to the audio book because it's just that powerful. It has so much information in it. Um, so that's going to be part two. And then part three is going to be wrapping it all together and teaching uh, that that tool of the brain huddle and giving different examples of how to use it um, and why it's beneficial. Um, absolutely. And the benefit of understanding and beginning to put this work into practice is that we gain power over our thoughts, our feelings, our relationships, and therefore uh, we gain much more power over our lives and we don't feel like we're a victim of our circumstances, but we can take on um, leadership in our own lives. 
So I was thinking of um, an example of utilizing this information uh, practically in a life. And I was thinking of one of my clients and it could be a number of our clients, but this client was in a very abusive relationship and had been for almost 20 years. And she was terrified to leave, just terrified. She was insecure about her ability to survive on her own. She was afraid of what her spouse had sworn he would do to her if she ever wanted to leave. And so you can hear that she was absolutely, it was her character too, after all of the years of abuse and mean-heartedness that the character too was was running her life and she was paralyzed. And what we did is we called on, without knowing it because I hadn't read the book yet, but we called on her using her memory. So we called on um, character one to recall all the places that she has been and had been effective in her life and all of the parts of her that she was ignoring that really are valuable and competent and have actually proven to her that have been valuable and competent because of the outcome she's had in different situations. So here we are bringing in character one to help balance the blindness of character two. Mm -hmm. And then we also use character one to strategize a route over time, not immediately, but how to get pieces in place to, well, first look at the spouse's threats and then ask using character one, how much of a threat is this actually? What could this person actually do? And if there are places where I'm vulnerable, what what can I put in place to limit or eliminate these threats? So that also was character one, but let's, we didn't leave out character four because the next action was to begin to cultivate faith that she would find the support she needed when she needed it. And that, Whereas she felt completely alone and she had been completely isolated. She went back to connections that she had dropped in the past and rekindled them. And she rebuilt her connectedness to her world. She rebuilt her community and she no longer felt isolated alone, but she felt like she had, I'm going to say the wind of the universe at her back, blowing her towards a healthier life for both herself and her children. And uh, ultimately, she began to look at this stepping out of this trapped life as an adventure. So here we are calling upon character three. right brain character three. It's like, we're going to do this. This is exciting. You know, I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out. I'm going to throw sort of caution to the wind, but she wasn't really, but that's the spirit of character three. And, uh, 
I'm going to do this step by step according to the strategic plan that Character One has helped me develop. And I'm going to use my inner and the outer resources in my life to build to build a new life. And she's years out now. Um, it worked. She she extracted herself. By the way, character two is busy going, nah, 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 you're doing this too fast. You're not doing this fast enough. You should have said this when you said that. Not to mention that she had uh, other character twos in her life, family members saying, you're backtracking. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing this. What's wrong with you? You're never going to get out of this situation. And with support, she was able to quiet not only her character two using characters one, three, and four, but she was able to uh, disconnect taking character twos coming from outside herself very seriously. And uh, she's free and her life is completely different. So that's an extreme example. You know, many of you are in relationships that just aren't working, um, haven't been happy, or you thought they were happy and all of a sudden you're hit with a 10 million ton block of stone that, you know, the relationship is over, the spouse is moving on. And there's never been a better time than navigating divorce than getting that brain, all four parts, right side, left side, emotional and logical thinking parts working together to not only help you navigate this divorce as effectively and as in as healthy a way possible with, as Karen says, dignity and grace, but also to walk out into your new life with all of your relationships, more empowered, being able to understand your characters, how they work together and whose character you're running into uh, when you're in stressful situations and how best to calm or uh, manage, I should say, that character. So we've mentioned in our next show, we're going to explore the characteristics of each of the four characters um, more. We're going to go into more depth and help you understand how they show up, their value and uh, their deficiencies if they're living life solo without their other three brethren with them. And then in our show after that, we'll explain the brain huddle in greater depth, although hopefully we've given you a um, a little taste of it and how to utilize it. And we'll, again, share examples of how using the brain huddle changes outcomes. Absolutely. I love your example. I think for this audience, that's such a perfect example to show the shift that an individual can make when they step back and invite their other um, characters uh, into the conversation, into the internal dialogue and then the external doing. We feel so strongly about the power of this book that we're doing this three-part series. We've reached out to Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor and asked her if she would come back. And 
Her feeling is this is such a powerful tool. If we have listeners who are interested in reading the book, rolling up their sleeves, listening to the podcast, doing this work, she wants to come back and talk to you. And so if this is appealing to you and interesting to you, I'm going to invite you to go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash whole brain living and register for a future Zoom. I do not have a date, um, but I guarantee it's going to be brilliant. And so register, show us that you're interested, grab the book. And the other thing that you can do is you can join our Facebook community, Journey Beyond Divorce community on Facebook. And we're going to start talking in there about whole brain living, too. And so you can join the community. You can post questions, post examples of what's going on with you. And this is absolutely a game changer for many of you. And so we invite you to listen to the series again. I just want to mention the original uh, episode with Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, which was Life After Divorce, A Roadmap to Deep Inner Peace. Mm. Her statement is peace is only a decision away. And so um, it's just really powerful. And especially when you're in this uh, stage of transition in life that is anything but peaceful. And so... uh, Again, journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash whole brain living and the Journey Beyond Divorce Facebook group. If you want to like take this to the next level and join us in more conversations. And Lisa and I will be back soon with another episode of JBD Team Talks. And you're not crazy exploring the contradictory voices in your head part two. So join us then. And until then, you take care. Take care. We look forward to being back. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.